All right, welcome to the G Talk podcast. Starting off again solo, but it's all good. Um, did a pod uh, last Friday, but we're going to get to it. But didn't do a news week, so uh, let's just get right into it. Um, so, in recent news, or well, local news, Freddie O'Connell, he won the mayoral election here in Nashville. So, uh, he defeated uh, Alice Rowley. Um so that's that. The film and TV studios and writers reach a tentative deal. We'll see how that goes. Um, that ended the, I think it's been five months uh, that they've been on strike. Colorado, they lost to Oregon. Uh, it was it was pretty bad. It was, I think, like 42 to 6. Um, so, yeah, they lost their first game. And, you know, people just been... You know, people love you when they love you, but as soon as something happens, you know, they just want to kick you while you're down. But, I mean, nonetheless, their their season has been uh, better than it was last year. Uh, my Atlanta Braves, of course, i got to talk about them. They have uh, broken a few records. Uh, shout out to Matt Olson. He had uh, broke the single-season home run record, which was 51. I believe he currently has 53 as of now. But, um... Yeah, he he had broke Andrew Jones' single season record. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is uh, one of five players to ever have um, forty stolen bases, hundred RBI, and um, forty stolen bases, hundred RBI, and two hundred hits in one season. So. The Braves, honestly, one through five, they putting up video game stat numbers. So, regardless of what happened this season, they 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 had a pretty good season as far as numbers. Um, it's time to prep for homecoming. Well, a matter of fact, before I get on that, uh, TSU is owed billions of dollars from the state of Tennessee. Um, that came out a little while ago. Of course, it's no shocker that HBCUs have been underfunded, but I mean. We don't be complaining about stuff when literally the system has failed us. So kind of get on my nerves when people get mad at, you know, HBCU alums for complaining about stuff and, and whatnot, because, you know, we just have to deal with operating at a deficit. So, you know, this is my two cents, but um, clearly the numbers say that we are owed this money. So it's not like we're pulling out of nowhere. Um, uh, recently I was in DC uh, a couple weeks ago, we had our quad a conference, the association of African-American financial advisors. It was pretty cool. First time in DC stayed in Alexandria, the host hotel where all the events were, um, it was at the Gaylord national Harbor. So it was pretty cool, but definitely I go back cause I didn't really explore the DC proper area. So Definitely, I go back on my own time um, to experience that. Um, SZA was here last night. Uh, she almost sold out Bridgestone, which is kind of wild compared to how concerts used to be here in Nashville, especially for black acts. Ticket prices going up. Speaking of, Biden made a post about ticket prices shouldn't be that high. <laughs> uh, I thought that was interesting, but um, but. Um, last but not least, it's time to prep for homecoming. Start. It's, it's time to start assembling your crews. Um, 
I've been doing homecoming every year as a student, as an alum, and honestly, I'm 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 just keep it real. Like the day parties to me are a little played out. Um, I'm wrong is cool. Been there, done that. But now I'm more of a. I'd rather just be around the people who I'm really cool with. Maybe like a little house shindig. Um, shout out to my boy Tyler. He does the bar crawls. Those always lit. Um. But yeah, honestly, day party move. I mean, I'm personally over it, so um, I won't be at any day party this year. But definitely, it's time to start a swimming cruise. Homecoming is uh, less than a month out, so we getting older too. So you know, play it smart. Don't 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 try to act like you're an undergrad again. But um, you know, make sure you're around some cool people. Make sure y'all do enough stuff, because the thing about it, you know, homecoming is all about seeing people you ain't seen in a while, because now, especially from the pods before, especially the uh, golf trip pod, how we was just talking about cherishing your moments with your friends, because nowadays we, we don't really see them, so, you know, instead of a day party where it's a whole bunch of people, I'd rather it be us just at an Airbnb or someone's spot, just kicking it, you know, talking about old times, like, I'd rather do that versus go to a day party, deal with the traffic, the parking, cover charge, you got paid for drinks, like, so, you know, that's just my opinion, but homecoming is, is here, and, um, you know, we look forward to it, we are one, um, I'll actually be volunteering, uh, I'll be working the TSU golf tournament, so I just try to stay involved as possible, um, I'm part of the Alpha Theta Network, uh, it's an affinity chapter of the TSU Alumni Association, and last but not least, I do challenge my alumnus. Um, y'all, y'all get back active with the uh, university. You know, especially if you're Greek. You know, there are, you know, affinity chapters where you can become financial with the university. Because the thing about it, our um, the amount of people who donate back to the university is less than ten percent. So we gotta do better. We can't ask for money if we're not giving money back ourselves. So uh, I challenge you with that. You can set up a reoccurring gift payment. It could be fifty dollars a month. We spend fifty dollars on frivolous things, so just give back to your university, especially, you know, don't be selfish. You know, TSU gave you a great experience, so at least give back. But anyway, get on my soapbox. But without further ado, uh check out me and my coworkers. We are at the office. This happened this past Friday. We talked about, you know, just kind of what we do and just Things that our generation is facing and, you know, just ways to overcome it. So I hope you all enjoy. Without further ado. Mike check one, two, one, two. Welcome to the G Talk podcast. It's a little different today. We live from the office. We got my boy Marcus Johnson in the building. What's going on, man? I didn't tell you about the league. <laughs> <laughs> this quick introduction, you know, um, he about to go to the pub real quick. Get some of them, uh, what, mild lemon pepper sprinkle? Something like that, you know. Queso dip. Got to get it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Extra ranch. <laughs> Got to have it. Got my boy Terrence Holt in the building. H-O-L-T. Like Tom. Mr. Facebook himself. Mr. Tied Up. Tied Up. T stands for Tied. Okay, we, helmet man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we have 
Miss B. We got the newest member of the team. Yes. All the way from the 713, Jack. Yes. Uh, West Tennessee. I definitely am. We got Bryce Snell in the building. Yes. I'm glad to be here amongst you guys. Yeah, so what you being the newest person? Tell us how the transition has been. First of all, tell us where you came from. Okay. All right, Mark's um, about to go to the pub. We'll see you when you get back. Um, I came from a transition of case management mm-hmm. with the state of Tennessee. And it was a large caseload. Case Very little pay. Which, uh, which uh, department? Department of Corrections. Oof. Yeah. Nice. Officer. Mousers. <laughs> Yep, I was like pretty probation officer. Sheesh. So we got the ops in the building. Not the ops. Yeah, Angela from off power <laughs> in the building. <laughs> <laughs> um, so came from there and it just was not uh meeting my my needs monthly. Uh, how much how much was you getting paid uh getting paid? Entry level position was probably twenty five What? Eleven. Uh Oh, oh. A month. oh, no, no, I'm talking about like annually. So annually was like 34, maybe 34,000. You just been off of Chick fil A. I was. <laughs> well, that's about like a thousand every, every week. Yeah. yeah. So you could have my pleasure yourself until an extra 10K. <laughs> so, you know, and living up here in Nashville, it is not. Uh, it, living here in Nashville is expensive, so you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to live comfortably. Right. What does what does comfort mean to you? Comfort means to me uh, my <laughs> home space. Why you answer like <laughs> like this is a scheduled thing? Uh, comfort means to me. No. <laughs> it's getting a better understanding. Uh, it means my home space is most important. You know, I mean, look, listen, this is the podcast from young adults to young adults. So the reason why I started this four years ago is to talk about the realness of what we don't see on social media, because, you know, it's all it's all good on social media. But in reality, I know how I know how people be living like especially come out of college where a lot of people are making like thirty eight thousand. Yeah. Trust me. Mm-hmm. So then you see these extravagant trips and whatnot. I'm like, yo, especially working in the bank. I'm like, right. I literally see. <laughs> Yo, direct deposit. <laughs> Explain this. But, you know, just like we mentioned off mic, uh, I mean, it could be funded by credit cards mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or other methods, if you know what I mean. Yep. Like, what you doing? Mm-hmm. What? Some people having, like, sugar daddy, all that, you know. The hip-hop industry has uh, tormented the young adult lifestyle. Um, I beg to differ. I think social media is the biggest culprit. Yeah, I want to say hip hop was probably like the mid two thousands that really took over. But yeah, social media is literally like is is, is killing us. Yeah, okay. I mean, right. people like, have the people have the need to people have the need to always want to seem like they own. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to like it's, it's 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 basically an addiction, you know, and and it's like you know, like I tell anybody, like people don't care if you own or not, but people's biggest fear is, to me, in my opinion, is they don't want to seem like they fell off, you know, they don't want to, mm-hmm. people don't want to hear or think people to, well, I'm sorry, people don't want to hear 
or people don't want others to ask them, dang, you ain't been out of, out the country in a while. Like, what's going on? So it's like people don't want to seem like they fell off. So yeah. you know, they'll keep this train going forever. Yeah, and honestly. Well, me, baby, give me a downtime. <laughs> and I like, and it takes a lot of personal um, wherewithal to not care about that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't going to lie, it's a real thing. But I don't feel bad that I'm not going out the country. Like, right now, that just ain't feasible for me. Right. You know, like, and I don't have a problem with that. But a lot of people right. might have difficulties or they might feel less than because, well, damn, I'm not going nowhere and X, Y, and Z. But, hey, you know. Maybe it's not in the cars just yet. Correct. You know. Uh, you know, and you gotta, you gotta, you have to have a rest period along in there, which mm-hmm. I do not mind. Right. Um. So literally, these next few months is really thinking and uh, preparing for the new year coming up in January. Talk to the mic. The new year coming up in January. Uh. So you and you don't want to have burnout. No. I yeah. have longevity, not burnout. Yeah, even on the podcast we did with Maurice and them, um, I was saying because it was the um, what was the the subject? It was millennials today, and what we face with social media. I mean, you ask yourself, are you okay with all these elaborate trips and experiences, but you forego your future, or would you rather? Maybe cut back a little bit and then have a plan for your future because, as we know, like with Social Security, it's not going to be here by the time we retire. It's not. But we're spending all our money now just on these moments and the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, I mean, we all know people around us who dropping, like young people. Yep. Because think about it. If you're always traveling, eating, drinking all the time, that's going to affect your health. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. It's just we gotta we gotta see the forest sometimes instead of looking at the trees. In my opinion. Yeah, you do have to see the forest. Yeah, and, okay. and you know also too, you know. Um, Talk to him. Might bring it up. And you know also to add to that, like the stress of having to keep this image up, you know, and, and you know it's it's. And I personally, I've seen it so many times and what people people know. But again, you know what a lot of people don't speak about is how hard it is to be able to sustain that long term Mm -hmm. if you don't have the that type of money to keep bringing in like that. So you can make one hundred thousand, one hundred twenty five each year and do these trips. But also, of course, you know, you can have a nice place, go on these trips, but the odds of a person making a hundred thousand dollars and doing all this stuff consistently and having anything in, a, in in the bank or saving or investing is very slim because you know a hundred thousand one twenty five is is great income well a hundred thousand really seventy well right right exactly <laughs> after taxes you know your employer's insurance all of that good stuff is about seventy and then you know you're spending thirty forty thousand in trips and vacations and Shoes, Jordans, you know, wardrobes. Cardinal, right. $600. And at at the end of the year, you're waiting on this tax check. (laughs) So, you know, uh, the whole thing people was talking about the other week about I've made the most money I've ever made, but I'm the broke as I've been. You know, that's a, it's just like I get it. However, 
you have to take accountability in that as well too. So yeah, which is you know why we do what we do. I mean, we help people manage their situation because I don't like that broad financial advice. I don't. I don't like that. That's why. I wanted to add to that really quick, Garrison. Before you add to, um, a lot of people are trying to find their purpose. And us here in this room, I believe that we have found our purpose. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, we are able to lead with integrity, do a lot of things uh, with integrity. And uh, we've seen both sides of the coin. So, with us seeing both sides of the coin, we're right there to where uh we we are able to help a lot of people so there you go yeah i mean i was in the corporate world it's about a year since i've been gone and you know yet like i I had an awakening because i could have went back work for another big company make other people you know keep the rich rich make them richer but you know had opportunity to come here uh you know with johnson capital planning and um you know, it's 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 for us by us, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the guy was describing the job title. I mean, don't wrong, it was nice, nice salary plus commission, and had like twenty thousand and like um, pretty much wine and dine budget. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was it was a pretty sweet deal. But he was like, "Yo, you know, we expect like twenty five means a week." Uh, <laughs> you know, so I was like, dang, 25 minutes a week. I'm like, that's a lot of people. I'm like, seven days a week, five days. So there's five appointments. Five a day? Like, oh, like, dang. But um, even still, though, I was just thinking to myself, what am I really doing, though? Like, am I just here to get a check or do I really want to help people, you know? And, um, you know. Yeah. I think most people. Most people, I think a lot of people at some point in at some point in their life or career, that's they're gonna have that that same thought like, mm-hmm. "What am I doing?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know that's and it can be earlier in your years or mm-hmm. it can be a forty five or fifty. Like, I'm literally on the other side of the mountain. Like, I have no idea how I'm gonna <laughs> stop working. And you know that's a lot of people's um, problem right now is. They have no idea when they can stop working. Yeah. And, you know, the whole, oh, I want to retire at 45 or 50. I'm like, do you know? Well, we know. Yeah. Do you know how much money you have to have to retire for the rest of your life at 45 or 50? You have to have a substantial amount of money and, you know, yeah. next to no debt. And that's just not the reality of it. It's not. Did you start planning for that 10 years, uh, 20 years ahead? You know what I thought about too It's kind of scary Especially for our age group But think about it If we're not homeowners We're going to essentially If we do become homeowners It's going to be later Oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so yeah, imagine I'm 30 now but If I buy a house at 40 And it's a 30 year note Ooh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying because think about our parents and grandparents they were able to buy pretty much fresh out Uh when they was like maybe 20 years old so by the time they the house is 12 grand (laughs) (laughs) that's facts that's also a huge factor too but I'm just thinking about that in general because a lot of us are going to be later home buyers yep so now you might want to retire yeah. At sixty seven, but technically your mortgage ain't gonna be done till you about seventy three. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, I tell anybody, I'm like, man, look, I'm like, uh, the majority of the people are just normal or average income earners, and I'm like, my thing is, is, is I've told my friends, I'm like, look, at this point in life, at 35, I might as well, well, I'm not gonna say might as well, but I always jokingly say, hmm. I might just wait till I get married to buy a house because, you know, it's just like the house I'm, I'm really going to want is, is you know, it's like I don't want to stay an hour away from town, you know. And I, I keep telling you, but like, I don't want to live in Kingston Springs. No. <laughs> just no. to say. I want to live in Dixon, okay? <laughs> just, just to, just to, just to say, house. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, look, I'm ready to get married. And, you know, we put our income together, you know, that. Four hundred thousand dollar house won't seem so bad, you know, with yeah, two people. Correct. Yeah. And, you and know, actually have help. And think about just, um, you know, like graduates right now. Like you graduated from college, houses are at half a million. Yeah. <laughs> and you start at thirty eight. The math ain't mathing. And you can't afford rent. And it, I really do feel bad, especially for TSU students, because living off campus was a was a feasible alternative. Because mm-hmm. rent. Four, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I could do that. Right. Versus you know, stay on campus. But now <laughs> you want to stay off campus. Twenty one hundred, eighteen, by yourself, seventeen. Like so, without parental support, or unless you're gonna be working full time and mm-hmm. being student, be, yeah. being a student, yeah. that's gonna be a lot. Man, it's gonna be a lot. And then the way Nashville's changed around campus, it's just. So it just sucks. Yep. With all they go to say, inflation is beating our. Can I cuss on here? Yeah. Ass. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg and I'm scared. I'm gonna bleep this out. Inflation. Yes. Nah, for real. Because um, last summer was when we really um felt it when um stuff really started to go up. You know, eggs was like six dollars. Um, mm-hmm. gas was like four fifty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Should I drive a Honda Accord? It cost me like seventy five dollars to fill up. Man, Last summer, yeah. and I, I was I single. Seen, I think I seen about fifty five dollars putting in the tank, and now, right now, good. Uh, thank God, gas prices are a little low. Yeah, right now about like fifty to fill up. Mm-hmm. But see, I, I fill up when like the light come on. When the light, okay, I got you. Because um, you know, you you don't really want to just keep filling up a lot of times. Like often, it kind of messes up your fuel, whatever. <laughs> But, um, People need to start thinking long term and longevity wise. Like seriously, I agree. Because I mean, you gotta think about it. We are living a like our our parents and grandparents didn't have the lifestyle we had, but they had the security mm-hmm. from like the job, yeah. the benefits, mm-hmm. pensions. pensions. Yep. So, so even with that too, um, it's it's kind of like a it's it's just a different it's just a different type of world. Like you know. Today more than today more than any time I probably I think ever uh, there's there's too many options for work job career versus you know our parents and grandparents everybody dad worked at some plant the warehouse mm-hmm. um, and the mom may have been a teacher mm-hmm. uh, or a nurse and that was really it you it know now area back then. right so it's like now you have so many industries so many routes to make money. Um, and then even from a living situation, you know, back then it wasn't apartments everywhere or yeah. condos everywhere or homes everywhere, you know, um, from what I've seen, they kind of built as needed. It wasn't an abundance of homes like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, 
people just weren't getting rich off of real estate back then. Now they was, but not in this capacity. And, yeah. you know, um, it's like they couldn't charge us what they're charging today. Um, like versus back then, you know, if the average income was 30 grand back then, which is sad, sad to say it's still today. Um, again, that wasn't hundred thousand dollar houses in the in the sixties or seventies. Mm-hmm. Even in the nineties, you know, a hundred hundred and fifty thousand dollar house is like damn. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now that doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. in Nashville. It doesn't. Yeah. Just um, skipped a whole number. Yeah. You would see yeah, about he, he skipped, 150000 dollars house. Hundred you would see two hundred and fifty thousand dollar houses. Then you go down the street in Nashville, you was like, This house four hundred thousand dollars. What? So I mean yeah, you are right though, uh, Terrence. What you said, uh, maybe waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people doing it together. It'll be a lot easier. Yeah, but what about all these women who want? <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. What do they want? I'm just saying, like, I mean, DMX been asking forever, so speak on it. I mean, it is two people, but they just want one person to do everything. Uh, you know, no, that's. So, I you mean, you make know, work with you. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, in reality, uh, I was talking to somebody about this thing yesterday about you know how it's easy to say you know what you want and what you require and what the guy has to do. To, to do. All of that sounds good online, but in reality, oh yeah, a lot of this stuff don't happen, and a lot of people. Yeah. I'm not gonna say settle, but a, a, a lot of people are fine with a lot of the. 50 50 or yeah i mean plus working yeah. in reality yeah. they are okay yeah, with yeah. It. yeah. and I, I was saying that because i was being um what's the word facetious but um you know just like you said like i know people in reality i mm-hmm. see the numbers i don't see people mm-hmm. that that rarely happens and that's and in, in in real life not on social media when you just want to seem cool saying oh i pay all the bills or he pay all the bills or my wife not going to work and he don't want me to work again in the real world that is not what's happening i mean mm-hmm. i know just like a few people you know what i'm saying um you know to those who got like that hey by more, all means do you more all power to you that's over a certain age range too i mean goodness um, gracious, you don't have to wait forever to do that no and it's it's, it's nothing wrong with it but again what people's expectations are online or do not run parallel to reality because again and I, i've seen it so many times i've heard women say things online but in reality they are okay with splitting things down the middle working together and you know living a normal life and there's a lot of guys online saying stuff like oh well you know I'll never pay all the bills and my girl gonna always work and they they paying all the shit themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, like you ain't gotta you ain't gotta front or line. I'm like I'm like if you cool doing certain things, that's fine. But man, it's like don't get online and make it seem like you just gonna make your girl do this and make her do that and yeah. what you not gonna do. I'm not gonna wash dishes, I'm not gonna wash clothes and I'm not gonna cook. And hell you chef board at the house. <laughs> and you um Yep. And you, um, and I've seen and you Molly made. Yep, Molly made all of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and plus, it's, it's like the right person. Like it's not the right person. I've seen people just take the right person into doing, do that, yeah. into doing things, into 
taking care of the whole household. But you know, it takes a different type of woman to understand and respect. Yeah, it a takes man. a sixty-year-old woman who was born in them times. To, <laughs> to do, no. I mean, it like, takes someone who's elevated to understand that, like, men have lives too. Y'all have lives as well, and like, and y'all well-being. I used to think that way back in the day. I want somebody to take care of me, take care of all the bills, all this. As I'm getting older in my career and seeing men having to strive in their career, you don't want to be stressful all the time. Well, yeah. Man. And look, the thing about it, um, you know, you know, like, of course, this is the age old, you know, this debate never dies, but we're not here to talk about that, but just yeah. like, oh, my father does this. Okay, cool. How old is your father? Well, he's exactly. like he's, he's, he's like six. He his pension. He's a uh, sixty-eight. I'm like, okay, that's it. Look, you know, I'll, I'll be calm. I'm like, okay, that's that's okay. Good to know. But in today's world, everything happened for a reason, right? Like mm-hmm. even when we think about people who gotten canceled for stuff back in the day, like mm-hmm. you know, the truth of the matter is times were different. Oh yeah. Like even in the early two thousands, you know, the f word. Not the cuss word, but the other word was like a common thing. Now mm-hmm. today we're like, you know, we right. don't want to talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, Beavis and Butthead was wild. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. But nobody thought about it then and then of course in hindsight we look back, but I, you know, just for those people who may have that mindset, you just gotta really think about today. And also, especially mm-hmm. like between black and white people, black people as a whole we have different struggles than we do. our yeah, counterparts. We do. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's just you know it's just hard to compare. Yeah. Man, listen, I don't want to hear nothing about what your daddy used to do or do or how he did. And I'm like, listen, especially if he's a well-established man. I'm like, right. uh, exactly. so. And where was your daddy at when he was my age at thirty? Exactly. So I'm like, well, so it's like the average daddy today. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, can your daddy afford a four hundred thousand dollar house? Nope, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? He can't because he ain't got the income. He don't. So it's just like you can't tell me what your daddy did or used to do financially if he can't do it today. Yeah. Like know. if his house paid off, his house paid off was twenty years ago when the house was like fifty grand. Yeah. Even even like, just in general, like the whole different generation argument. Because um, last um, Christmas, you know, it's kind of going back and forth with my aunts. They're like. See y'all, y'all don't know how to stay at a job. I'm thinking, you got a pension. (laughs) You've been at this job for thirty years because it was worth it to you. You didn't. You went outside. You didn't have outside. And I I guess that's the biggest frustration. It's like you're speaking from a privileged place, man. Like you already got it, but you're telling us y'all need to just tough it out, man. Listen, growing up, working, growing up, you know, we were. The majority of us was told to go to school. If you don't go to school, get a job with the city, state, or metro. Mm-hmm. Get you some benefits. Get you a pension. Become vested, and you know, basically, retire and, at sixty. And then, yeah, and then you telling a twenty year old this, hey, guess what? You got to work for forty seven years at the at NES. <laughs> like but, that's that's a nightmare. But yeah. but 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 here's the real gag though. You know, coming from banking, I see how much people made at retirement. Mm-hmm. Bruh, I, I couldn't fathom making forty eight at my max, Man. and I'm about to retire this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. 
Man. So but, on this um, on this subject, I actually heard that the CEOs of a lot of companies they make about four hundred times what they pay oh, yeah. their workers. Oh yeah, yeah. So you think about that. Yeah, I really need to think about that. I mean, uh, I think Maurice mentioned it yesterday, but once they got rid of the pensions and all that, that's where the money went to, like the C-suite. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So um, mm. this is a place that I know I ain't gonna say, but apparently the CEO make a million dollars. But then these other workers making like fifty. Mm. See there, see there. So you do your annual salary time four hundred percent. Yeah, man. Listen, yeah, and um, it's just like my thing is is like your best option, and to me the most selfish, the most unselfish thing that you can do is to set your kids up and your grandkids up um, up for better a better future. Yeah. Because I'm like you know it's like I don't know what. 20 and 30 years is going to look like for them or for me but it's like from a from a leadership standpoint it's just like I don't want my grandkids to grow up and say damn what the fuck did Terrence do his whole fucking life yeah. Yeah. like damn yeah. nigga like you saw this like like damn Terrence you, you saw this coming mm-hmm. and like we just asked out like mm-hmm. I would be embarrassed as a granddad <laughs> like man like I, I just couldn't yep. I, I just couldn't so it's like you know in my opinion it is our job like if our generation right now don't do things to change this narrative i have no idea where we are going to end up in the next 20 years i don't you know i i think about 15 that. At that yeah i really think about that because well, i kind of have a a pessimistic outlook on it because you gotta think about it a lot of us especially our generation you know you got some home buyers you know some homeowners right but then you got a lot of us who don't mm-hmm. and growing up in these times when stuff is really expensive the buy-in is hard mm-hmm. to where because even if we was let's say we was um five years older right mm-hmm. so instead of coming out of college and uh say 35 for me, for me 15 if I came out in 2010 and was working through the early 2010s, I could have bought a house in like yeah, 2015. Yeah, could have. Yep. Could have. You know, it's all about timing, but I just feel like I'm not exactly sure where our generation going to be, especially when we hit like our 50s and 60s, because the way how stuff is costing in our lifestyle right now, Yeah. I feel like we're going to get serious too late. Oh yeah, well, they should get serious right now. That's what I'm Honestly, saying. Now's like, the time to get now's serious. Now's the time to get serious. Like, because uh, you know, people 30, are saying five years old. People say 20s, you're figuring out. 30s, you you kind of get more of an idea. 40s, you start hit your stride. 50s is when you really, yeah, like own it. But I feel like 30 is a new 20 now. Yeah, because a lot so of my peers aren't really responsible. Well, they need to be. They definitely. But need a lot of them ain't. So well, we're gonna change the narrative. So it's like I feel like. There's a lot of steps being skipped. I, I feel like people are going from, you know, living into uh, I got to get rich. So it's like there's no real serious moment or focus moment. Yeah. People just think, oh, I'm kind of effed up. Like, I need to get rich. You know, this person on TikTok doing this. This person drop shipping. This person claim he made a million off of crypto. Like, they mm-hmm. think this is supposed to turn around tomorrow and it just yeah. don't work that way. Yeah, this is not how it works. Yeah. People are not focused. Yeah, you have to go through the steps to get there and uh, you gotta, education is important. Information, education is important. And then impl- implementation and is the most important because yeah. 
we we can educate all day. Yeah. Yeah. And people be getting educated off social media, which is <laughs> a whole nother yeah. thing. Why you can go right to the source. You can go directly to the source. Which you know, once again, I, I think that goes back to our point about social media being kind of like the it's gonna be the the real major downfall of mm-hmm. people because mm-hmm. I mean, look, when I started on the bank, I'm making thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Moved up to like forty two. I end up leaving around 55, 60-ish, mm-hmm. right? But that's how a lot of young adults do. They just don't talk about it, or that's not what you see mm-hmm. on that's social media, but yeah. that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. are either going through or went through. Yeah. And we love to use six figures, because truth be told, with inf- inflation, six figures really don't mean nothing no more. No. It really don't. No. And, uh, and again, you know, um, it's just like, of course, you know, human nature is, is natural to want to upgrade your life as you make more money. Like you go from making fifty to sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred thousand, and you go from living to Antioch, then you can move a little closer to um Festus Lane. Yeah, Festus Lane. <laughs> then you've like, Okay, I'm cool. I'm 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 past Harden Place yeah. now. Then you right. like, Okay. Well you know, Broadway. Damn, you know Maybe. what I thought about though? Mm-hmm. A lot of black people don't be living in the city. No. No, man, listen. Uh, like, they don't. They don't. A lot of us like really don't live like in Nashville like that. Like it's man, some, but a lot of us don't. It's a small percentage, man. It was when I moved downtown and I moved into that building like uh two barely. It was brand new. Like it was it was less than twenty people in that building. And uh, you know, well at the max forty people max out of twenty six floors. Damn. And and this is spread out. So I was the only black person in there. So I would take the elevator down to the lobby and, and then, you know, people would see me get off. They're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and it's just like, it. like everybody's eyes would get big and it's like, damn. They'd be like, damn. Uh, uh, damn. Yeah, what are you doing it. here, brother? Right. <laughs> and uh, then it was it was a couple of times that some people tried me, but I had to check them. But, you know. Really? When uh, I say, are, are, are you Uber Eats? No. Nah. <laughs> are you here for <laughs> Are you it here for a, delivery? Um, it was a. Um, <laughs> I got on an elevator one day because uh, I was at the top in the Sky Lounge, and and it was this white lady. Uh, she was getting on with me, and oh, she hell. said, "How does she work?" She said, uh, "Like, do you work here?" I oh, said, shit. "I said, nah, bitch, I don't work here." <laughs> and she said, "Oh, I'm sorry." And I said, "I said, no, nah, you ain't got to be sorry." But I said, "I don't know what made you think I I worked here, uh-huh. but you know." And it's just like I hate that I called her out a name, but it's like you blatantly insulted me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was another. Sheesh. Um, it was. Um, it was. Wait. It so was, that was the first question. You know, she didn't say something. That was the first mm-hmm. thing said to me. Jeez. And then okay. another time, it was a. I was Take I was care. on the level with the with the other lounge, on the eighth floor, and I got nah. It, it, it was a lady had said, "Hey, do you live here?" I said, "Um." Do you? And she said, "Yeah." I said, "Oh, okay." And I said, "I do too." And she, and she just said, "Oh." Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the, but the microaggressions, boy, I tell you, yeah. right? But, um, yeah, but it's like you know, as your income goes up, you'll move closer and closer to town. Yeah. So you know, instead of paying this twelve hundred, well, maybe fifteen hundred, I don't know, maybe twelve hundred to live in this one bedroom in Antioch, and then your income goes up like that one well, bedroom then, downtown is. 2500 yeah well they better get used to it <laughs> um well i mean one thing i think um they better because a lot of these new apartments aren't 
at capacity. No, they're not. No. That's another thing too. So technically, they run at a deficit. They run, oh, they yeah. are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's just like if you like if you Google right now downtown apartments downtown Nashville, every single apartment complex has either six weeks or eight weeks free because mm-hmm. the apartments it's like a lot of those builders aren't full yeah. and they yeah. keep coming up and at some point and they they're still building at some point you know i feel like this is going to collapse and or just what a, a few apartments downtown are doing now it's like they're making like a dual building so half is hotel and half is apartments mm. um it's this place um that is i think is i think that's the very beginning of the membrane um right behind the diner um okay. it, it used to be called sobro now it's called pacemaker or placemaker something like that mm-hmm. it's, it's a tall building right behind the diner half is apartments and half is hotel because i toured them last summer and she was like, well, um, um, so we have the whole building, but she said we're, we're making a transition to where the bottom half is the hotel and, and the top half is the apartments. I said, wow. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it was, it's, a, it's a couple more that's doing that, too, because they can't fill the buildings. Yeah, because, I mean, if I mean, I'm pretty sure the uh, developer didn't just use straight cash. So, yeah, no. like every month, like it's, it's a it's a. That's a loan big payment. Pay. They're gonna try to get <laughs> people, big each They're month. gonna try to get people in right now, which mm-hmm. that's cool on a twelve month lease uh, for the first year. Then next year, it's going up every single year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, know, I mean, that's you gotta, the part that's eating people up. You got to, you got to do what you got to do. Because um, I mean, those loans are probably like millions of dollars. So you talking about a five figure <sighs> yeah. loan payment each month, like twenty grand a month, man. And if you only at half uh, capacity, because you know, of course, you want to have the rent plus some. But um, they're going to yeah. be okay. <laughs> but the thing about it, though, yeah, I mean, I, I I predict, especially with all these apartments coming up, I mean, some going to correct itself in these yeah. next few years. It's, it's it is it man, trust me. It so is, so with with correcting itself, the housing industry, I think me you all of us has discussed it. The interest rate and everything are probably going to go down. Well, yeah, I mean, well, well, at some point, yeah, not not immediately because no. they yeah, still no. the Fed is still trying to fight inflation. So, like, like right now, it's not going to be an overnight thing. But I mean, yeah, eventually, because you know these things happen in cycles. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. well, um, I was watching the news yesterday morning, and, and they it was an economist. He said that before the end of the year, he's predicting that interest rates is going to go up again. Mm-hmm. That's what they said, mm-hmm. uh, and it's expensive. So it's like you know. Like we're kind of like in a weird position, like you know, who's like, like people can't afford to buy, but they can barely afford to rent. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you do? Yeah, and plus, like the you can't just lower rent because they still got this loan that they got to pay. Yeah, that, that <laughs> loan is incredibly huge, you know. But they probably could get more volume to at least break even. Break even right. you know, I don't know. But basically, yeah, if it's a, it's a difficult situation nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And um, Man, yeah, I mean, your house is just sitting. Um, uh, people lowering their price just to get rid of it. It was, it was one thing I had. I think I sent it to y'all about a month ago. They said that in Atlanta they had so many thousands of evictions this year alone. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. 
um I forgot the number, but they said so far this year there's been more this year than all of last year. Mm. And the year's not even over. And yeah, it's 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 it's, it's just the ugly right now, man. The housing market is gonna have to do something. So all in all, we're just saying that this shit sucks. Yeah, you um, need to get prepared, <laughs> man. Look, uh, w- uh, today's Friday. I think you can. Uh, I think you can get you a, a lottery ticket tonight, <laughs> and you know, try your eyes. Well, that's the eyes <laughs> between them. They need the yeah. It's man, it is. It's ugly, man. Yeah, but we're gonna take nobody. We're gonna take a quick break, um, and we'll be back. Marcus probably be back in the next couple minutes, so mm-hmm. we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Yep. All right, well, we said we were going to be gone, but we was talking about something else real quick. So, what was y'all, what was y'all saying real quick? Yeah, so, so it's just like, you know, to Garrison's point, you know, it's like everybody acts like their income is so taboo to disclose. But it's like, you know, it's best to be honest. Like, you know, like if you're making 50000 at at HCA and then I can be like, okay, well, I know somebody that does what you do at United Healthcare making like 30000 more, like... Like, you know, it's just like it's important to talk to people and, you know, and it's like I'm not saying I tell the world what you make, but it's like, you know, just kind of ask around or be like, hey. Yeah. So so for for clarity, um, I I was just saying when people ask people how much they make, especially in our community, they just they just keep it so private. I'm like, yo, like it's just numbers. And and it needs to be discussed, you know. Yeah. Uh, Because a lot of times, you know, we're not asking to be nosy. We're asking for. Reference. Infor- reference. Reference. Yes. For information reference. Yeah. Man, listen. Um, so it's kind of hard to say, you know, people don't put people on no more, but you don't, people don't know you need to be put on. Correct. Because the thing is, like, I'm asking you one because you might not know I'm about to hook you up. Right. 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 I'm like, yo, how much you making? Yeah, plus, I don't want to lowball you. So if you don't tell me, and, I don't know. And like I said, that was something that got started with our grandparents, like, back in the day. Oh, don't talk about how much you made between this and that, but. Nowadays, information is out there, and it yeah. needs to be discussed. Man, listen, yeah, um, like, like for instance, I remember gatekeeping. Is that what they could be uh, calling it? Gatekeeping. Oh uh, uh, no, nah, because be where somebody's hiding, hiding something, that's or, or or keeping you out of something, right? right? Like, like that's someone blocking you getting in, but it's because mm-hmm. honestly, someone blocking. Are you mom? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like found out because um, you know, well, working in this industry makes it easier for people to tell you because you're actually in the industry. That's mm-hmm. what I noticed, especially when I was working at the bank. People had no problem telling me, but you know, even with family, and unfortunately, people die. That's when we want to figure out what they got. <laughs> it's too late. Man, listen, it's like man, I, man, I, I, I tell any and everybody, all my clients, I say, look. Make sure your beneficiaries know that you're beneficiaries. Like, you know, don't be secretive about, you know, oh, well, you know, my daddy didn't tell me where his pension was at and who was with. And, yeah. and you know, I don't really know who all he banked with. And yeah. and it's like, you know, but then, you know, they, they die and they're like, Terrence, you know, I need some help. Um, What do you know? How can I get? I'm like, I'm like, hey, I get it. I'm like, man, like we don't have to. Like a lot of issues, not all, but a lot of issues are like self-inflicted issues yeah, to where you know we can like avoid a lot of this stuff, but you know we just refuse to like be as open as we oh, should. Look, I always I, tell clients it's better be proactive than to be reactive. Yeah. I've heard that uh, it's three main people that people need in their lives: 
I think we may can all agree, which when I heard this information, I found it important, is an attorney, yep. which is a lawyer, which uh, you also need a CPA or a tax accountant and a financial planner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I when I worked off West End. Um, agent. That's it. When I worked off West End, I dealt with more affluent people or affluent tomato tomato but um every time i mentioned something because you know i tried to like cross sell them with other stuff send them to advisor or whatever but one thing i noticed with affluent people they always oh yeah i got a, I, I got a i got a guy for that yeah yep. yeah we talked about that yesterday like because there's some people who have nobody at all they nobody just, at all they have no, nothing. you have a doctor you have a dentist they, you have foot problems you're going to go see a podiatrist they um a lot of times especially old black men mm-hmm. they or just people in general because i'll say mm-hmm. men probably more so than women because women are better clients mm-hmm. at least from my experience like it, it's, it's less pushback but you know we think that we could just do everything i'm like yo you're a software engineer you're not a financial analyst yeah, or a vibe not, like you really need to delegate like you don't even have time to look at everything of what's going on yeah and plus you know like like he was saying a lot of our counterparts they have a guy for everything i'm like man your your only resource a guy shouldn't be the weed man man <laughs> should be like, oh yeah you know oh yeah is. man look don't get me started on that man they, but, they got don't get me started on that look they they can't they can't pay the insurance premium but but they sure find money for weed man, man listen man, man. Like man, listen. Uh, then, 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 even with insurance, I'm like, man, it's so it, it can be so cheap. But I'm like, like real life, you know, social media. I've seen, I've literally seen people pass away, and they're selling a dead man's Jordans. I'm like, dude. I'm like, they clear out his entire closet to bury you. I'm like, dude. I'm like, one pair of those shoes could have covered the entire premium for, for the, the year. whole year. The whole and I'm year. like, man. I'm like, look. I get life happens, and, and in some situations, some people mm-hmm. honestly couldn't afford it. But if you're living this lifestyle, mm-hmm. at least be responsible with your affairs. Yeah. affairs. Yeah. For it. yourself and for your kids. And my thing is, like, especially with what we see on social media, you know, all this traveling and stuff, but like, you ain't got your own insurance policy? Yeah, security. Yep. You need some type of security. Man, like, listen. I'm like, dude. It's like, I've, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, clearly, you can afford, you can afford things. <laughs> right. You can afford them. Man, listen, I've I've multiple times, but I, I specifically remember it was when I was just starting. It, it, it was a girl who inboxed me and she was like, hey, we need to talk. And I said, hey, what's going on? She said, Terrence, I'm, she was like 19 or 20. She said, hey, look, I like, look, I need to get some insurance. I don't have a lot of money, but I need something so I can leave to my child. I said, OK. I said, like, what's a lot of money? She said, well, Terrence. Honestly, I got no more than $20 a month. I said, okay, cool. I, I didn't know what I can get her at that time. Again, she was young, 19 or 20 years old. Uh, did a 30-year a quote for a 30-year term for like 100000 It was like $18. And she, I, I said, I'm going to call you back. I called her back. I said, it's like 18 or $19. She said, are you serious? I said, yeah. She said, oh, my God, I didn't know it was that cheap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she got it and she's had it ever since. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know. Um and, and it's like I never forget that because again it's like I know she she was young and being responsible mm-hmm. yeah. and you know uh, uh, again and like I tell people you know if you just need something small for now that's fine because I always say where you start 
isn't where you have to finish. So, yeah. you know, in yeah. a year now, two years from now, you can get more. Yeah, and just um, even when you get in, like, you know, life insurance is an investment because, you know, it's all about timing. Because mm-hmm. you wait too late, something happened, you get a certain diagnosis, mm-hmm. might not be able to qualify. You're in yeah, a freak accident. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, with our generation, since we don't have the job security, it's really imperative that we get our own policy because we're not going to stay at a job. Yeah. And always, you know, we always hear this often. Oh, I got insurance through my job. So my rebuttal is, okay, are you going to stay at your job forever? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, no. nah, but, you know, I'll get another job and I'll have. I'm okay, yeah. cool, but and then sometimes you gotta have to actually get injured or it's the death pertaining to the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, like job. um, you know, certain like group plans, you gotta look at what type of policy sure you got because it, it could be just accidental, accidental. Yeah. which means you gotta die a certain way. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. you know <laughs> get yeah, it's gotta be you gotta slip and fall down yep. some stairs or something. Yep. Yeah, so. Um, you know, for those listening, look, I get you got your work insurance, but just ask yourself, are you going to retire from your job today? No. Like, like currently where you at, are you going to retire from there? If not, you know, then that's that's where we have a conversation. Yeah. Um, oh, plus, that's another thing, too. There's a lot of people who retire from their jobs and they find out their benefits don't follow them anymore. Like they lose everything. Mm. Um so it's like you know they'll think oh well when I leave I still have all my insurance a lot of a lot of cases you don't and uh, it's just like if it was up to me like if I was to go back into the workforce knowing what I know now I would have my own well I already have my own life but my my own vision dental and health insurance outside of the job and so instead of every pay period $130 coming out of your check you just pay pay for those benefits benefits outside of your job mm-hmm. so yeah. again like if you plan on becoming an entrepreneur you get fired laid off whatever you still have your 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 quote-unquote benefits yeah. and look it's like six on hand half does another mm-hmm. it's like you want to come out your check you want you to pay it or do you want to pay it right on you know, same thing and yeah. shoot you know I, I got my own health insurance and Come out on the first of the month, mm-hmm. yep. I'm good. You, you can know, use it however you want to use it. <laughs> and it's only like 140 dollars too. Yeah, like it ain't terrible. Like so, I think people have this whole. Um, oh, it's a thousand dollars a month for if health people, insurance. If people like, think health insurance is crazy expensive, I'm like, eh. you need to come talk to professionals. Yeah, just like shop around. You know, just at least explore what you got. Yeah. Well, um, well, this the only thing people are really shop around for is car insurance. That's because they hate paying it. They like they trying to they trying to get as much coverage as possible with as little premium as possible. Yeah, my uh, premium actually went down. Yeah, and yeah, That's and good. I do you know age helps. Um, of course, and if they year. offer, if they offer, and zip code too, zip code. Yep. Okay, if they offer car insurance through the car dealership, they'll just go with that. But oh, no. they're able to yeah. do their own research, and so mm-hmm. they have a lot of yeah. Things. And honestly, car insurance ain't one of them things that's difficult to grasp. No. Like, look, a lot I, of them is not. Like, look, I need full coverage. It. I need this amount in case this happens, mm-hmm. and then you know, you because honestly, once you get one quote or once you have one policy, cause, and also too, you need to switch your insurance policies like every other year or so. Yeah, shop around because um, yeah, what will happen is if you stay around. loyal, they're just going to keep increasing your premium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm with my fourth insurance company now, and yeah, it's been the lowest since. 
I started, so. Yeah, you know. and then I, I tell everybody, you know, uh, just when you do shop around, don't sacrifice coverage for a premium. So basically what I mean by that is, so according to the state's law of what full coverage is, is just liability with comp and collision. And, and of course, if the person's shopping mainly on price, or if the agent is just trying to sell you price instead of value, like you will find out at the worst time that you don't have rental, towing, mm-hmm. lockout, so on and so forth. You're like, well, damn, I thought I had full coverage and, and you just have the state minimum full coverage, mm-hmm. not you know what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. But you know when you start to take stuff off, it gets cheaper and or if you raise your, uh, your deductible to a thousand, you like, oh, okay, well, it's got to change later. Most people don't. They get into an accident, can't come up with a thousand dollar deductible, mm-hmm. and they like, well, damn, what do I do? Yep. But again, you know, that's it's like that's kind of like another conversation. But you know, people will protect their car, but will not protect their life and their, their life. health. They take they protect that iPhone that slows down every year in September. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you're right because um, especially as a person who had to go through a claim. You know, thank God I had five hundred. Because when I got that estimate, I'm like, shoot, I'd rather pay five hundred than than fifty five. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and you know the way it worked. I said, okay, I see why I, I pay this every month. Like they took yeah. everything. Man, so. I, I tell people, man, a, a car accident can ruin you financially for for a long time if you don't have car insurance. Yeah. Because um, if, if, if the indefinitely, personal, you ain't man, life insurance. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's going to ruin your family because you ain't got to worry no more. Man, listen, I, uh, I know folks who be paying on cars that they ain't even driving no more. Man. Because one, they'll probably upside down. Uh huh. Um, and also, you know, they might have filed a claim. They tried mm-hmm. to fix it themselves. Like, you know, it's just. Man, listen, man. You if, know. if you're in a case like that, but to utilize that gap. Yeah. Telling gap well, insurance. And for those who don't know what gap is, it, it's when you, um, if you get to actually you still owe um, on your car, it'll pay it pay it off. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about the remaining balance if you get yep. into a car accident. Yeah. Well, listen, I can always tell a, 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 a gap a gap claim when I see it. Like if you're on Ashland City Highway and see a car burn up on the side of Ashland City, <laughs> they file gap because ain't no cameras right there. Oh wow! Um, or um, if you like, if you, and we all have, if you've been do- driving down 440 or six, especially 65, you see a car just charred right there beside the median. Yeah, that was a gap claim. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. always gonna do it where there's no cameras at, mm-hmm. and it's typically gonna be at night. That's why. In the morning, you would drive past and the car is already put out. Yeah, I've been a gap recipient before, to be honest. Oh, I have one time. Yeah, yeah. I got hit. Yeah. I had a car, uh, car got totaled, treacherous accident. Mm. And um, the insurers, they end up paying the car off. And it was mm-hmm. like, hey, on my record, excellent. Payment paid yeah. off in 30 yeah. days. Yeah. You yeah. know, but you still just got to make good decisions moving forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a situation where I refinanced my car. And essentially, the original loan I had, they already put the gap insurance in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So they already you put in there, like, up front. Yeah, uh-huh. So then when I refinanced, so technically I paid it off early. Right. I got a check okay. for the gap insurance because it wasn't for the life of the loan. Like, right. I paid off early, so they owed me mm-hmm. the months I didn't use it. Right. So, okay, it was, like, check for, like, three, $400. That's something right there. So... 
So yeah, yeah. Wow. This, 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 that, this that grown up talk. Is that see these, these conversations that we need to have as young adults? Uh huh. Right. Yeah, the little real. Because a lot of times we do be talking about bullshit. Yeah, it's relationship yeah. stuff is. Right. Look, we talking about fifty fifty relationships with you twenty. <laughs> Right, I'm like, but you got like another forty five, fifty years of work to to go. And then, then the other issue is that the the problem is that people who never had good relationships are just spewing Man. their experience. Everybody want to yeah. be sometimes they, they don't have a reference of good. It's just bad. So they're Man, like, the only oh, reference of good is Danny Tanner, Carl <laughs> Winslow. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby. Uh, Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, nah, well, that's that's questionable back now. Back then, back, back then, then, right? You know, the Huxtables. I ain't gonna lie, you know, hey, the Cosby Show is my show. Man, hey, listen, man. Yeah, man, with that hot <laughs> sweater on, like a little. Just <laughs> 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 put yourself, man. But, oh man, nah, man. But everybody, it's just like I, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like. The ones who can't be a financial guru, they just say, oh, I'm going to be a relationship guru now. Yeah. That's right. start a podcast and, you know, I can I can talk about how we're supposed to pay all the bills or yeah, humanity. So, and, yeah, and, so it's funny because sometimes now I kind of hesitate from telling people I got a podcast. Oh, my gosh, are you those one that be? I'm like, no, I don't say no, I be hating women. Right. There, are other, <laughs> there, are, there are other topics and subjects um, other than that, man. Cause shoot, that's why mine lasts so long. Like, yeah. It's going on four years now. Because, you know, we talk about real adult conversation. Mm-hmm. And ain't, we're not just toxic and talking about the latest trends. Now, we talk about some real stuff. Yeah. And we give you a good mixture of entertainment and information. Like, the my, my pause moment start with the news week. We didn't do one this today because it was kind of impromptu. But, yeah, we, we, we talk about current stuff and then whatever slated. And, mm-hmm. you know, just go from there. Because then the guests who come on are some of us you know we range from i gotta say something too so uh it's classism classism is a thing Mm -hmm. people used to say it could be racism or whatever Uh, you know some some people do say racism is a distraction though Mm -hmm. because really in the grand scheme of things it is about classism but do you have money or not correct (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well you know i got some here and there (laughs) you know Man, the cat be real, man. So that's what's up on the G Talk. That's right. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see if Marcus got some words to say. Matter of fact, this him pulling up. So we'll be right back. We'll see if Marcus got anything to chime in before we roll we out. Will, and just another word from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So Marcus never uh came back in time. I actually had to leave, so that part is not in this, but um, just to, I guess, finish out what happened that Friday, played golf. That was pretty cool. Then uh, it was MT Homecoming, and I went to take Keith's birthday party. It was it was, it was was pretty lit. So that's how the rest of that pod ended. But, um, but yeah, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, homecoming is approaching. So assemble your crews. Um, also... Hope you have a good week. October's here. The fall weather is here. Fellas, hide your your hoodies because they they definitely coming after them. But um, once again, thanks for your support. Continue to listen. Listen back to old episodes that, you know, you might like. Because right now, I I got a little library now. You can go back and listen to some stuff from 2019, 2020, 21, 22. So once again, thanks for your support. As always. Till next time, we out. Peace.